My friends, in any of you. Okay, so special, special guests right now. We have Kelsey. Hi. What What are your pronouns?、Uh, my pronouns are she, her, or they. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you for coming to the show、yeah. and hanging out with me. Happy to be here. Thank you, thank you. Um, I guess yeah. I'll just start with how did we meet and how long have we known each other? That's so introducing that. How long that. has it been? I think before Halloween, right? Or maybe it was like、right. November. I honestly haven't thought about that. I、yeah. think around there, November. I was wearing a long coat when we met. So <laughs> right? Yes, yes, you were. I think it was more fall time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Not quite winter. Mm-hmm. Um, of last year, twenty twenty one, and we met at this house, the Mulberry House, is what yes, it's called. Yes. There's lots of musicians that live there. They're super talented.、Um, we met through Ed. Mhm, mhm. And I remember we didn't talk much when we first met, just because there was like so much going on. Right. Lots of different people there.、Um, But I really liked your energy. And oh, thank you. Yeah. Then we just connected through、yeah. social media、yeah. and been chatting since then. Yep. Seeing each other here and there, more、right. so more recently. I、mm-hmm. think just building that. I feel like I hibernate in the winter a lot. Definitely. And then you like forget. You're like, oh wait, I'm a person that has friends、mm-hmm. and can do things now that it's warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how did you get to Portland? What is what is your story? Oh. I guess you know it depends on how far you want to go back,、mm-hmm. but I guess the most recent story, starting from what was it, twenty sixteen,、um, I was living in Austin, Texas, going to school there. I was、mm-hmm. just doing general studies and was working for a stationery artist, and she opened my eyes to graphic design, and I wanted to find a program like that. In Austin, but just didn't find the one that I wanted, and I had heard about Portland from some movie somewhere. And being from Alaska originally,、yeah. um, I, you know, I like the Pacific Northwest, so I'd always just been inclined to to come here, which I'd never been. But I applied to Portland State for graphic design、mm-hmm. and got accepted. So in 2016, I just moved here. And、um, was going to PCC for a little bit just to get some more prereqs out of the way. But、mm-hmm. I was living downtown in Portland, and I graduated, you know, a couple years ago in 2020, just the same as、right? you. I graduated in August, so I had a summer term.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all remote, and、um, ever since then I've been in Portland, just doing your thing. Yeah, yeah I like it here.、Yeah. I, I can't really see myself in a lot of other. Cities in the U.S. I've lived in a lot of other cities.、Um, I've been to many other places in the U.S. and there's really not a place like Portland or Oregon、mm-hmm. in general. Truly, yeah, it's super unique.、Yeah. I feel like the culture, everything is very 
I don't know, just Pacific Northwest. Like, yeah, I don't know how else to Northwest. say it. Yeah. I feel like it has, like, a touch of some of the things that Europe has, you know, like a slower, a little bit slower Oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, uh, you know, food's really important and mm-hmm. just... Um, I don't know. It's just like a calmer place compared to, to Texas where I was. It's a good blend of like Texas and Alaska. I've yeah. always thought like oh, wow. environmentally wise or like socially a little bit. Uh-huh. Not totally socially. But, like, <laughs> at least in where Austin. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Austin's very mm-hmm. similar to Portland. You know, there's like the, there's supposed to be like twin cities or. Oh yeah. Like a twin. Yeah. Sister cities. Sister yes, cities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. They, um, they both have the keep. Austin weird, keep Portland weird mm-hmm, slogan, mm-hmm. which I feel like they've both lost a lot of what, you know, used to make them super weird. They still true, have it, you know, in true. comparison to larger cities like Dallas or Houston mm-hmm. or Seattle. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here in Portland for yeah. sure. So what inspired you to get into graphic designing? Yeah, I mentioned a little bit that I worked for a stationary artist, mm-hmm. um, and she kind of made me realize graphic design could be a job. Like, I never honestly thought of those kind of careers as careers. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was in the Army, and my mom had, you know, some various careers, choices, you know, management and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very, like, utilitarian-type jobs. So I just never really looked... I've always been an artist, like, just naturally, and something I've always gravitated towards but I just didn't ever think of them being a, a career like I was right. always like I'll be a teacher or um I mean an actress I guess I'm yeah. not I am not <laughs> but as a child or like a fashion designer like I'd always been like yeah I want to be a fashion designer because that's what you see like in movies yeah and I've never I never heard of a graphic designer yeah exactly You're like oh I can get paid to do this mm-hmm. and people actually do this right like so. growing up in Alaska there was a lot of those utilitarian careers like on the oil pipelines and um, just, you know, nursing, doctoring, all those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I was working for Caitlin at Little Low, she was making her own stuff, selling it at Urban Outfitters, at on Etsy, like doing all the avenues. And I was like, wow, I love, you know, I, I know Adobe software because I've just always done it. I edited photos and um, my brother, he introduced me to all those that software when mm-hmm. I was really young, like 12 on MySpace, doing like layouts and making graphics. Like yeah. I just did it for fun. And I realized like, oh, like if I have these skills, I can do something that I actually enjoy while also making money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I kind of thought of like interior design because that's another like utilitarian type creative avenue. Um, but I didn't get into the program that I had wanted because mm-hmm. it just didn't apply properly, I think. I didn't realize like how intensive the right the process was, was yeah. and you're like oh wait okay that's yeah. how it was <laughs> yes yeah um, but thankfully I didn't get in honestly I'm glad I didn't mm-hmm. um, I don't think I would want to do that today so that's what led me to applying to PSU for graphic design and after I got in mm-hmm. it was a long process I was there for four years but I'd already done like three years already um, uh-huh. under like you know community college stuff and. Um, it was hard because I was doing a lot outside of school with my family and just working and so trying to be an artist but like learning it is really hard like Mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure you know you don't have as much freedom I feel like personally Um, and so I would consider myself a graphic designer but more so like an artist and a maker 
mm-hmm. like I think I chose graphic design as a major because I knew I could I could get a job if I needed to totally it's always like a skill it's more of like a skill rather than like painting like painting's amazing but mm-hmm. not a lot of people are hiring painters yeah exactly it's one of those um I guess resume things mm-hmm. yeah uh, that label yeah the label the degree mm-hmm. I thankfully had some uh school benefits because my dad's a disabled veteran mm-hmm. so I didn't I got a lot of like benefits for going to school yeah. so I was like why not choose something that I am interested in that I have skills in, I can you know better my skills and and have a job um afterwards but <laughs> I'm I'm not doing graphic design right? today. Totally relatable. <laughs> exactly. You're just like, oh, oh yeah, something I spent like a lot of money on and time on, not really doing it. But that's life. But yeah. and I think you have to go through that to know that too. Oh like, yeah, totally. I love yep. art and design. I don't think I want to do graphic design on a daily basis, especially for clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like branding and you know creating like an aesthetic for a brand I think that's really interesting and there's a lot of communication and uh just immersion that needs to happen for something like that but in terms of like making you know advertisements or uh things to sell things like a more capitalistic side I guess it's mm-hmm. a little bit harder for me to feel passionate about right where unless it, if it has more of a purpose I feel more excited mm-hmm. about that kind of graphic design like I recently did a winery for a family friend and uh, we got to go up and photograph the the vineyard and that was just a really amazing way to get to know someone and know their business and mm-hmm. know what they're doing and find out like how to express that creatively and yeah. like, visually I think that's really really cool but um there's a lot of stuff that like I feel when I open my computer and I open Adobe software like InDesign or Illustrator I get just kind of put back into that college seat of mm. being like doing an assignment mm-hmm, and it feels mm-hmm. like less freedom I guess yeah yeah exactly and kind of speaking on that too I'm curious what you feel like as um a creative person and how is that relationship with like social media do you Mm -hmm. feel like there's a lot of pressure to be constantly marketing yourself to have that contact or content being seen totally i i think there's a lot of pressure um not necessarily that i put on myself Mm -hmm. but from other you know, external things. Mm-hmm. I think it's the app itself, the internet itself. Um, but there's just pressures that you, you know, you get messages on Instagram like, oh, you should sell an item or like use our store and you list your items and, mm. uh, you know, make a post and do this tutorial and you'll have the best post ever. Um, even though like, I like don't, I'm not super interested in that. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, the external forces where, I'll meet someone and they find out what I do and a lot of times they'll be like oh like you um do you have an Instagram or Mm. like they want to see a lot of the stuff that I've done but like the the end results mm -hmm. of it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. which is you know you you meet an artist and you want to see what they do because it's just interesting but Mm -hmm. but I don't really post what I make anywhere at this point in time Mm -hmm. I, I am working on my brand and posting things that I want to either sell or share with the world that I think would be beneficial and not just any random thing, I guess. Um, so I'm trying to be really meticulous about what I put into the world mm-hmm. and not be wasteful of my time or of resources. A lot of times I just feel like, oh, well, maybe I should just put stuff on Instagram so other people mm. can see or, 
you know, I guess this is actually kind of relative and relative, yeah, relative and interesting. <laughs> um, I was just at the coffee shop. Both of the baristas, like separately, like no, without knowing, complimented my earrings, which I actually made. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I didn't tell them that I made them. I was just like, oh, thank you, like thank you. We're yeah. like, that would be a great marketing mm-hmm. opportunity to mm-hmm. be like, oh, here's my I website and like yeah. here's my business card. Like if you want to check them out or mm-hmm. you know something like that, and tell people I made it. But I didn't is that like a like does it feel like you're selling yourself is it uncomfortable or do you feel like you're just maybe shy to tell people yeah I I don't know if I'd call it shyness Mm -hmm. but I'm I definitely don't like to be the center of attention Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and I also don't want to impose or like feel like I guess I'm selling something Mm, yeah yeah um yeah I don't know I have I definitely struggle a lot with exposing and sharing my work yeah. and communicating that. I don't know if it's... I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist necessarily mm-hmm. because not, I know that nothing can ever be perfect and everything in my... And, and this is probably a part of it is like a lot of things could always be better. Like, especially in mm-hmm. art, like I felt this in my program was that nothing... Like, you can always do more and there, nothing's ever finished. It's not like um like a math problem or mm-hmm. in, like something that has a definitive answer it's very open-ended and so I guess I guess I struggle a little bit with that and knowing when when to stop or when to move on with and knowing Mm -hmm. that it's like good enough but you know without having like letting go of the fear of like well it could have been better or I could have done this yeah yeah or just like like with the earrings I guess I haven't really released them to the world Mm -hmm. and so maybe they're very cute I have a few different styles and it's really funny because I don't really often get a lot of compliments on stuff that I wear because I don't first of all don't go many places (laughs) I'm not always dressed up um but when I wear the stuff that I've made I've always gotten compliments which is really like I exciting like right it's endearing and it makes me want to just keep creating more um, not necessarily to get more compliments but just if people would be also be happy to have those things or like you know mm-hmm. earrings or useful items that are like having that feedback mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's motivating I think mm-hmm. and so I do want to have an online presence and I do want to share my work but I don't want to feel confined by an algorithm or a time right, frame right. or like you need to post this many times in a week to be relevant right or, or like specifically at this time mm-hmm. and have it be so calculated right mm-hmm. yeah because I honestly feel like a lot of my time when I do those things I spend so much time doing them mm. that it doesn't feel fulfilling to me I mean maybe if they took off it would feel more fulfilling I've never had like a ton of views or anything because I haven't shared that much and there's <laughs> mm-hmm. been some stuff on TikTok I've shared yeah. um, that people seem to like and I feel like if I enter that realm it's there's really no going back I guess mm-hmm. like a lot of people have become really dependent on their social media once they start making money from it and like these revenue sources right. and I don't necessarily trust Meta or Facebook <laughs> or Instagram or a lot of these Honestly. I definitely don't trust Etsy Yeah, and so I would hate to become dependent or reliant on that and then to see it like program too yeah see it like change so much um Mm -hmm. which i mean if you're if you're doing well with what you're doing i think the people come and they'll find you and your website or if you do markets and stuff so it's not to say that it's pointless to do those things i think you can have an instagram and not be reliant on it but i'm afraid Mm -hmm. of like it's a slippery slope and i don't 
I want to do it right. So I'm like, that's yeah. what I've kind of been working on yeah. in the past few months is just a plan and a guide to get me through to where I want to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like planning out logistics and stuff like that to where I can have a schedule and have a plan just in my daily life when it comes to creating my own stuff outside of my more like quote-unquote nine-to-five, just technically Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 24-7, in addition to my creative endeavors. Yeah. Because I don't also, like, I don't just do one thing either, so it's hard to wrap all that together and be like, this is who I am. I'm not, like, I'm not just a graphic designer. I'm not just someone who makes earrings. I'm not just someone who sews. Like, so it's hard. A lot of times people are just doing, like, one thing, Mm -hmm. which... I wish, honestly, I wish I could just be into one thing, but yeah. I feel like I'm into everything, right. and it, that's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying Figuring to, Figuring like, that out. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. What, what makes me happy? What can I make and sustain myself on without being wasteful, without impacting the environment or yeah. people, you know, and giving space and giving back to the community? So there's just like so many things, right? That it's like, yeah. I gotta plan more. Yeah, the process of it all, mm-hmm. figuring it all out. Yeah, I'm definitely a big like list maker, step taker. Like, mm-hmm. I gotta have like, I gotta know what's going on. Yeah, like, a game big, plan. Yeah, game plan. Yeah. I respect that because I'm like the opposite. Mm-hmm. Or, or I try, I attempt, mm-hmm. and then I just can't follow through. Yeah, and so. that's honestly that's how I've been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I know that like doing this is. Because I do it in my work life all the time. Like, yeah. you know, my non-creative career, my school, like, everything was a priority. I got things done because I was very, like, oriented and planning. But mm-hmm. when it comes to my own personal right. self, like, I'm very neglectful, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because I just, you know, we are under this capitalistic Truly. thing. And exactly. And can't escape it. And doing a good job at our job makes our lives easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in turn, sometimes those lack of boundaries can... Prevent hurt yourself you from creating yeah. more and doing things yeah. so it's, it's really about making boundaries mm-hmm. and that time yeah and that definitely time. definitely yeah um i just also realized i didn't ask you the many questions oh, before okay. but um yeah what what are a few of your likes My your likes. dislikes i like lattes vanilla mm, what's your fave latte. okay okay yeah. where where is your favorite place to get your favorite latte? I really like the Fehrenbacher Hof. Oh, where is that? It's in Goose Hollow. Oh. It's right near the Mac station. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are right next to Goose Hollow Inn, which is a pretty old pub-like restaurant that's been around. Um, the owner, his he used to be the mayor of Portland. Oh, so it's like very Portland, like yeah. old Por- Portland vibes. Old Portland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bud Clark was his name. He recently passed away. Oh, yeah, rest in peace. Yes, yes. He was a, a delight, definitely, <laughs> compared a character? to what we have now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not to get political. No, no. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He's a character. I think, I'm not sure if it's him, but I've been told there's this, I've seen the poster, but I don't, I think it's him. Uh, it says, expose yourself to art, and it's like him standing with a coat. Oh, my. Um, like, flashing like a statue. Flashing? Yeah, yeah. A, down, a, a statue in downtown Portland. Oh, my God. So he's just like a funny yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Goose Halloween has really good food. Um, 
and then the cafe right next to it it's really good they're mm. open mostly during the days you know yeah daytime. and they used to have a really cool indoor seating area which i heard they are opening again soon okay as as yeah. we'll have to check it out yeah mm-hmm. it's my favorite mm-hmm. their lattes are great hot or iced mm. super good. and they have mm-hmm. like Italian sodas and like lavender lattes. Oh, like lavender, lemonade. lavender. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. good. But yeah, I love I love a latte, tea. You know, love love those things. I try not to drink a lot of caffeine. I've just more recently got back into caffeine. Mm. I used to drink a lot of decaf, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which people don't like. People are like personally offended. Right, when they ask right. For decaf, and like, excuse me. Which like a lot of Italians drink decaf. Mm, so, there you go. You know, it's authentic. authentic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Italy, I love Italy. I have been there once before, mm-hmm. and I would do anything to go back. Um, Were you there for fun, for family? Yes. Um, I had the opportunity to go back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Went to mostly Italy, Rome. We didn't really leave Rome. And a little bit of France and Normandy, northern France, um, where there was lots of like historical things from the war. But the town was super adorable. Mm. And, um, yeah. Just the d- a different way of life, for sure. Totally. For sure. Mm-hmm. Rome was definitely a city, lots of tourists. But the culture and, like, the people that worked there, that lived there in the city, like, their vibrancy was, like, amazing. And they yeah. just so kind and helpful and um, very educated. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I don't know. I love it. Is it something you could see or somewhere you could see living yourself? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I can't really see myself living anywhere else, honestly. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I've thought about it. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of other countries, um, but in terms of, like, weather, people, Mm -hmm. food, you know, their historical, political situation hasn't been the best, and I know they still have issues, you know, socially, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as does most countries, but it seems a lot of the countries that align with more socially are freezing cold you know yeah in the northern right era. so yeah I I love I just love food and life and yeah. I feel like there's a lot of that in, in Italy and like one thing I noticed which this is I'm all probably a little cliche but the kids there like every restaurant we went to even like the local small ones like no one kids never had like iPads or even the kids were like joining oh, into the wow. adult conversation which is like so that does not happen here. Mm-mm. Like, working in the service industry and seeing that, mm-hmm. it's mostly them just like, here's your iPad, mm-hmm. you know. I, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I'm sure, like, that's yeah. just one snippet we're seeing, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's just so weird to, like, see mm-hmm. how that's so normalized. Right, yeah. yeah, and it's just, I mean, I think it has to do with how hardworking Americans are. They work so much. Yeah. And sometimes they need, that's the break that they right, get. Right, exactly, exactly. Where it's like, Europe, hey. Like, they get siestas. I don't know if they call them that there, but they mm-hmm. have long lunches and more time is dedicated. They get more vacation time. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have their issues, but it's just a little bit of a different way of life. Yeah, yeah. Putting more emphasis on, like, being present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From what I experienced. Obviously, I wasn't there very long. Yeah. I don't know a lot of Italians. Right. <laughs> from what I've... I do know. I think um, I would really enjoy living there. Yeah. And I don't really know if I'm Italian. I don't know any of my, like, real lineage. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, probably somewhere in Europe yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Eventually, maybe. But, yeah, what else do I like? Um, animals, you know. Yeah. Cute things. As far as dislikes, you know, I agree with what you said in, in the first podcast mm-hmm. about um, entitlement. I'm driving around Portland, like, 
either like like you said, no one wants to use their horn like, <laughs> when they need to, or they like use it for the wrong reason. Right. It's like a lot of times, this is something that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is. Oh my gosh. When someone's like coming down the road and someone else is trying to like merge onto the lane or like get in front of them. Yeah. There's like so much space and so much time, but the person in the back like needs to honk. And, like, not use their brakes and just, like, get really close to the car that's trying to merge. And it's, yeah. like, well, if you, you could have just, like, waited uh, five seconds. And exactly. And, like, get in and just, like, which, you know, some people are entitled. And I guess getting cut – if it's, like, a cutoff, obviously that's the right. Yes. This is petty talk. <laughs> but I really don't like when people use their horn for, like, the FU purpose. Mm. You know, like, I feel like the horn should be used for... for communication in the car. Like, yeah. oh, you're about to hit me while you're backing up. Right. I'm honking. Or you're about to hit someone else. Right. Or, like, there's an Or the light's green. Matter. Yeah. And you've been sitting here forever. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something, like, that's more informative or, like, helpful because I feel like if we keep using this horn for the wrong reasons, when it's time, you know, you're not going to know that there's actually something serious yeah. happening. Yeah. And I just feel like there's so many pedestrians here and there's, like, cars will try to, like... They just try to, like, go through, and they yeah. almost, like, hit someone, and so it's, like, I don't know. That bothers me. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it bothers me, too. Traffic here is so weird because, mm-hmm. every, like, there's a lot of different people that live here, too, so there's so many different types of drivers. Exactly. Very true. Very like, true. The the more, like, locals, I think, who have definitely, like, a slower pace than some yes. other bigger cities. Yeah. You know, little things like that. Yeah. And I've been driving more recently, so I think I just... More aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing yeah. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's been on my mind. Um, <laughs> I hate when people are super late and they're not, like, letting you know that they're going to be on the way or, like, mm-hmm. where they're at. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to be late, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, like, when it comes to my job, like, I'll schedule oh. tours with people. Oh. And sometimes they'll come, like... 30 minutes late and they're only I only know that they're gonna come because I called them or texted them like hey where are you at and they're like oh yeah I'm like so 15 minutes away that's so interesting especially when it's surrounding something that's more formal right yeah when it's more formal that's when it's like more you know when I tend to be like you know you're wasting my time like honestly yeah yeah like it's I feel like it's super rude um I try you know if I'm ever running late I'm just gonna be like I at least give ETA yeah exactly or I'm late I'll mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm mm-hmm It, especially for professional stuff. When it comes to friends and hangouts and things mm-hmm. like that, obviously it's like no biggie. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like professional, because I don't get paid by the hour. I just get paid a flat fee. Yeah. Like a flat, flat rate. Yeah. And so if I'm taking time out of my day to like show you a unit. And um, you show up like 30 minutes later mm-hmm. and then it just adds on all yeah. the little things. That because time. like I have other tours and then it affects that. Oh it's just yeah, like, you're right. You know, and it's happened to me a lot recently, which normally it doesn't really happen. Most people are pretty good about it, but mm-hmm. lately it's been happening and yeah, it just really bothers me. It's like, you know, I'm literally like, I don't want to be morbid, but we're like all dying here. Right, like, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, come on now. Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty patient person, very understanding. And yeah. so that's why I just like communication and like, just be honest really and, like, open. Like, I don't... If you're going to be late, that's fine. We can yeah. figure it out. But don't let me stand... Because I can go do something else. Seriously, exactly, around. right? Right. But if you're, like, I'm just around the corner and you're 30 minutes late. Right. You're, like, hmm, doesn't add up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm never, like, you know, mean about it. Or yeah, yeah. I'm very understanding. Yeah. So. But it's just one of those things where, like, 
Please don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always be like, if anything's coming up, like just send me a text. Let, let me know, L M K. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got. I'm a busy girl. Right, right. <laughs> got things to do, places to be, yeah. people to see. <laughs> um, what is your zodiac sign, and do you know your big three? Um, I can maybe know more details. Right. I always forget. I'm um, looking her up. I think my son. Well, I know my son is Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. November 29th, close to to you. Yes, very close, very close. Um, and then I think there's a lot of Scorpio in there too. Mm. My rising is Cancer. It's cancer, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then my moon is in Libra. Libra, okay. So, do you use CoStar? Mainly for this, for I don't really stuff. use it, but mm-hmm. I for my chart just because it's like it's so easy. Exactly, to look at. it's yeah. super user friendly for that. But you showed me the pattern. Yes, and I've been. It's kind of too real sometimes. I know. It's, it's kind of like, oh wait, <laughs> so deep. I'm like, oh wow, you really know. Like yeah, I exactly. say things about Jessica and Crystal are like two of my best friends, Aww. and sometimes it says things, and I'm like. Like, how do they know? Exactly. Like, Like, how do they know? Yeah, like, this is a time for endings and beginnings for my friend Jessica, who just got accepted into this amazing grad program in Colorado, actually. Oh, the environmental one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And so she's going back to Texas for a little bit to kind of, like, say goodbye and then move back to to Colorado. And so it's, like, so Right? You're like, okay, okay, I see you. I see the pattern. Yeah, I need to do some more uh, digging, but I mm-hmm. do like it. I think it's um, more thoughtful and can be applicable. It's a good way to reflect, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Do you have a favorite song right now? I was thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't have, like, a super favorite song, I guess. I like a lot of different music. I also am stuck in the past a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Like, major we talked about this. Totally. Past. Exactly. <laughs> um, but something came on when I was writing here, and I was like, ooh, this is oh. the choice. Yeah. It was um, the Tavlo Radio. I just, I love right now. Oh, very summer. Yes. Very summer. So summer. She's about to put out another album, I think, like, this month. Oh. But um, Lights put out an album this year called Pep. Mm-hmm. And there's a song Jaws. Jaws. And don't pause it. But um, <laughs> there's a verse in here that's like being about like really tough and getting shit done and not mm-hmm. being like, you know, she's got Jaws. Like she's um, like talking okay. about, you know, trying to. Keep so it's it definitely all a motivational and, song for you. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be relaxing, stoking the coals. World is collapsing. We're losing control. I'll be keeping the tea hot while you're taking the piss. They say the future only happens once and maybe this is it. Mm. Just kind of like taking the reins, I guess. Yeah. Because I feel like I've always been a little bit of a pushover in my life. I can relate, definitely. Lack Mm -hmm. of boundaries, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for sure. People pleasing. Yeah, 100%. Yes, yes, same. Um, She's got her guns out, boots up, no bras. Don't trust nobody, baby. We're outlaws. Ooh, Just like a fun yeah. like jam. It's really upbeat. Um, you know, I've been looking for most of my life a place to get high, a place to just ride. I've been looking for peace to my mind, best of my time, a ride till I die. Hmm. Yeah, I just think it's fun. She has another song on here called "Okay, Okay," which kind of they all kind of have the same vibes of just mm-hmm. like badass empowerment. Empowerment. Yeah. yeah. Like I've listened to Light since. Early two thousands, mid two thousands, I mm-hmm. saw I listened, I heard a song in like an old Navy commercial, like 
as a kid. Yeah, right, right. And that sticks with you. Why do those songs always stick with you and you know the words, yeah. even though you just heard it like a few times when <laughs> exactly. you're younger? It'll come I was, back. Yeah, I became obsessed and I just, I really loved her. I think she's always been badass. And mm-hmm. I love women artists, especially when they're like, you know, speaking out and saying things that need to be said and, and making a difference. And yeah. Like, especially the music industry. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for the question questions? Oh, the questions. Yes. Let's do it. Okay, okay. First question here. What color do you feel represents you and why? Mm, color. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like naturally I want to say pink. Yeah. Just because it's something I've always connected with. Um, and you are wearing pink right I now. I am wearing pink. Yes, I yes. feel like I'm almost all, like... <laughs> right, yes, pink. all pink. Um... I don't know. There's like purple girls. Have you ever heard of that? There's like, I actually know. I think it stems like from the movie. Is it like, like a meme thing? Dexter. Oh, have you okay. ever seen Dexter? Yeah, yes, the murder dude. Yeah, he's also his sister yeah. has like a whole house of just like purple stuff. And oh, okay. Why can I not remember that? It wasn't super prominent. I yeah, yeah, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom noticed it, so I remember that. Um, but there's just I've always heard like the purple girl because there's a lot of girls who like purple and it's like mm-hmm. everything is purple. But I feel mm-hmm. like I've been that way just with pink in my whole life. Like yeah. my walls were pink. Um, I had like a little electric scooter that was pink. Like it looked like a little Vespa when I was younger. Oh, like a pink iPod. Right. You know, just like obsessed. I don't know if it was because I had two brothers and they were very like boyish that. I was just like wanting to be different than them, mm-hmm. and they hated pink. So I loved everything they right, hated. Right. Right. You know? very opposite of my brothers exactly I've always been fairly feminine and like quote-unquote girly Mm -hmm. I've liked you know um just sparkly things yeah and so like yeah if I could choose a a color maybe iridescent or like oh okay something like that yes yes just because it's like ever-changing like Mm -hmm. depending on the different angles yes okay but I feel like there's lots of pinks in that Mm -hmm. as well oh yeah so I feel like that because you know internally I feel like that's how I feel and I got the things I want to see in life like you know I love squishmallows yes (laughs) just like cute soft things Mm -hmm. I've always been attracted to um you know relate to some more like hardcore things but not as much I think internally Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like cotton candy inside but then I'm not, I don't always express that necessarily. Like sometimes I try to have like moments Mm -hmm. where um, I'll wear those colors, but there's other moments where I feel like I can't wear pink at all. You know, like I Yes, 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 yes. um, Because it, does it like hold that much meaning to you? So when you're not feeling it, you won't wear it kind of thing or? Um, I think sometimes what it might be is that pink is often related to girls or like young Mm, girls mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. a childish thing or it's like a very feminine thing in which growing up I even now especially living in Portland I feel like sometimes that's not cool to like pink like Mm, okay yeah yeah, yeah. growing up girls are like oh I hate pink right because it's a stereotypical color yeah there's like a little bit of negative um connotation to that Mm -hmm. and I guess I've always felt like because of the way that I look, a lot of people assume that I'm younger than I am, mm. or you know they mm-hmm. have st- they've stereotyped me, I guess, and um, so I, I've connected with the color pink in that way, I guess. Yeah. You know, the same type of, not like 
discrimination because I feel like that's way higher yeah. than what it is. But like um, biases, biases, yeah, 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 yeah. towards mm-hmm. towards the color pink or mm-hmm. stereotypes and. I feel like that I get the same kind of thing as like, oh, people look at me like I'm young and I'm a little girl mm. and wearing the color doesn't, yeah. does not help that I feel like, but, um, I'm trying to embrace it because I'm turning 28 this year and, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you'll, you'll be so grateful. You know, you look so young, you'll age well. And <laughs> I do, I do yeah, agree with that. I think yeah. that's super, you know, I'm, ha- I'm lucky to have like a young looking face, but at the same time, people don't always take me seriously because of that yeah especially if I'm wearing pink right right um like just the other day when we were at that event my two friends that um are a little bit younger than me Mm -hmm. and somehow the age thing came up and they assumed that I was young and I was like oh no like I turned 28 this year and they're like they were so shocked yeah yeah like like, this look of disgust right right you're like wait yeah (laughs) you're like is something wrong you look like you're 12 and I was (gasps) like yeah, I get that a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, in my fine. mind, I'm like, I at least look 16. Right? Like, like come on, huh? Give least. me a few more years, not 12, yeah. but thanks. <laughs> yeah, and I've gotten that so often. Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, people won't even say it to me. Like, I've heard other people say it About, around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she looks what? She yeah, came. like, one time I was in mm-hmm. a dispensary, this woman was, like, to her husband, like, oh, she looks like she's 13 years old. And I was just like, I'm in a dispensary. I'm, right, like, uh, exactly. And also, I'm right here. Yeah, I'm right uh, here. Like, clearly I'm not, I'm exactly. not that young. Exactly, I'm here at a dispensary, exactly. Yeah, so it can be, um, it's kind of annoying. Um, I just ups think, and downs. Yeah, I just think mm-hmm. you should never comment on something that someone can't change in like five minutes. I've heard that once mm-hmm. before. So it's like mm-hmm. if someone can't fix, their, like say their hair is fucked up, or right, they've right. got something on their face, or their shirts inside out, or oh, you know something like I that. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if they can't change it right then and there, or like going to the bathroom, right? Like you probably, it's probably a bigger thing. And like, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. when it comes to like weight or fashion mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. or sh- body shape, exactly. Age, you know, anything like that. I just feel like those things stick with people. And they're going to remember that even if you don't think it's harmless or, you know, maybe they've heard it a thousand times Mm -hmm. too. And it's like, it's not, it's just not helpful for anyone. And their own, like how they perceive themselves. Exactly. And it it sticks with people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one time when I was younger, someone told me I had like a double chin, which I don't. And I don't, even if I did, I wouldn't, you know, like that's not something. It's just your body growing. Like it's just, okay, why would, yeah. Yeah. And not that I'm afraid of like having one or anything, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. like. It's, I just remember that that person said that. Yeah, and I guarantee you that person probably totally forgot. Oh, Doesn't 100%. even know that they even said that. No. You know? Absolutely. And it's so interesting, yeah, like being aware of mm-hmm. the little comments. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, maybe you shouldn't verbalize it. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't think about it, but at least don't verbalize it. Right. Yeah. And, like, I know I have a young face, but I, like, try to reflect and be like, well, why do people think that? Like, it's probably also mm. my demeanor. Like, I have a quiet demeanor. I'm not mm. a loud person. So I feel like shyness comes with youth and yeah, that. Yeah. So it kind of connects to that. But also it's like, well, I have a small body. And, like, mm-hmm. small bodies are also related to small people, mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, what if I – and thankfully, you know, I don't particularly want or care to have plastic surgery for my own self. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like – over time, that could weigh on a person and be like, well, maybe if I got a boob job, I would look more mature. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. And it's like, if someone would have never said those things to you, would that right. person have Right, if I've had that, that been planted in their head to where they feel that they want to do that now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Just don't comment on people's bodies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree, I agree. Uh, okay, 
Next question. It kind of has to go with the favorite song thing, mm-hmm. but I know we both really like music, mm-hmm. and so I'm curious if there are three songs that would top the soundtrack of your life that kind of Ooh. represent you or have such like great memories associated with it. Yeah. Wow. Three. Three is hard to choose. <laughs> Let me pull up. Yes, Spotify exactly, right? Quick. Catch it off guard here. I did actually do the Receipify thing. Oh my earlier. gosh, I love doing that randomly. I think it's still pulled up. Let's see. Mm-hmm. It's a little embarrassing right now, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> like the last six months, um, right. Harry Styles did drop an album. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I've been. Never was like Same a one, huge One Direction fan or oh, anything. Like, I was. Yeah. I was so. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing, but yes. I think I was just a little too old, like just two years off mm-hmm. of like that style of music but like I remember being in college going back home to my parents house and painting the neighbor's house they asked me to paint for them and uh, I was just listening to them and I was like man I wish I would have listened to this more really? <laughs> you're like wait this is actually good yeah. okay but um, I do love me some Harry Styles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just love his like whole aesthetic it's so different yeah, than like exactly. any other m- men out there right now yeah exactly and I I think it just is really cool to see the different representations in pop that can be popular, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, the number one song has got to be a 1975 song, just like yes! naturally. Oh my gosh. Are, so are they coming out with an album, right? They, yeah, they just put out one song. Song, yes, yeah. Um, putting out a new album. I didn't think it would come this early. I honestly expected him to do like a solo thing before they put out another album, but... Yeah, I have no clue where they left off on or what foot that was. Yeah, they put out the notes on a conditional form, which was mm. really different. A lot of people were like not. Is it super experimental stoked. for yeah. them? Oh, I would say mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Like um, this one. I love this song. It's called "Shiny Collarbone." There's not really any like actual lyrics. It's just like mm-hmm. words that are said. Kind of like spoken word almost. More like uh, more like vocal effects. Oh, oh okay, got you, got like you. Repetitive, like drum and bass type mm-hmm, mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people did not like this album. I thought it was mm. great. It came out in the pandemic, I think. Yeah, 2020. I think like maybe on my birthday. No, oh not this gosh. one. Oh, not okay. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. They put out. I think a brief inquiry was like right next to my birthday. Yeah, November 30th, oh, so the day after. Yes. Which, like, this is a nice treat. Yeah, like, uh, I like it when you sleep. I love that album because mm. it came out when I went to Europe. Oh. And so it's like the soundtrack oh, totally. to Europe. And like, it takes me back. Like, there's right? you the listen song to it Paris. and you're like, I'm back. Yeah, like this song, mm-hmm. Paris. I, I went to Paris for like two oh, seconds. Right, like right. I got out of a cab and went to a train station. Yeah. Like, we're like, this is so Paris. Yeah. One that like really conveys my like ethos as a human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I believe so you. Oh. Have you heard that one? No, I actually haven't. Okay. Essentially about like his discovery about religion. Oh, like, okay. Like I think his parents were probably very like fairly religious as most British people are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know um, there's a lot of Catholicism in England it's just very philosophical and so his relationship changed religion so he's not religious anymore yeah the mm -hmm. song essentially says you know I'm asking you like show yourself like I'm going through so much I'm broken and bleeding I'm begging for help like where's where's Mm -hmm. Jesus like Mm -hmm. if I'm lost then how can I find myself the main like 
punchline right. of the song. Where is it? If it was you that made my body, you probably shouldn't have made me atheist. Mm. Yeah, so just like, never been overtly religious uh-huh. in my life. Um, I had, I have tried to attend church. I have, when I was younger, I was really searching for something. I needed something. Mm-hmm. Um, was your family religious as well? Or were you Not explicitly, mm-hmm. no. Like mm-hmm. my mom, you know, would say like, if we'd see an accident on the side of the road, she'd be like, oh, make sure you like pray for them. Like a little bit of spirituality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um... No, she was actually, like, very adverse to religion. Mm. My mom has a lot of religious trauma surrounding Catholicism. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. She grew up in um, Leadville, Colorado, which is a small oh, town. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. it's, like, not really much going on there today. But um, very small, very, you know, certain things were done a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really ever know church. Sometimes we'd go with family friends for, like, holidays and stuff. But when I was... In high school in Texas, I was really lost, super mm-hmm. lost, had no structure, really not much parental guidance, n- no real direction. Yeah, yeah. And I had friends who were religious that went to, like, on uh, Wednesdays. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so started going to that, and it was, like, really fun, and, like, I'd meet a lot of people, and we'd have, like, really fun times together. Yeah. Just, like, meeting people was really cool. And I moved around a lot of different high schools, so I didn't have a lot of stability, and just mm-hmm. having that was really nice. And, um, you know, the adults in the church were super supportive and helpful and willing to help me when I needed it. And I loved that community. I loved um, having people you can rely on that, um, you know, all have, like, a common ground. Yeah. But, like, I would just find myself during the religious portions being like I don't believe this Mm -hmm. I don't feel this I don't connect with this Mm -hmm. like I could take the lesson and turn it into something I could use in my daily life that was more like secular yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like uh, be a good person because it can affect other people right things like that yeah I really took those things and found a way to rid the Jesus portion and like just relate it to my life and it wasn't until I was in church and afterwards someone asked me they're like do you believe in God because I guess wow. just like the faces they could, yeah had, they could just sense they're like, like hmm yeah. yeah 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 I think just some of the things that were said sometimes I couldn't help but be but so have like, a reaction mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I realized you know I'm I don't I I really don't mm-hmm. and I can't force myself to it's not something I connect with I haven't seen any proof and I'm a very I need the proof I'm a, like yeah. I'm gonna google this yeah 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 definitely like, I definitely to google everything and I don't really see it, and I, I love that, you know, it can bring people together, and it can do really good things, but I'm also very aware of, like, how controlling it can be for, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and yeah. stepped away from that, and found... Was that really difficult for you, would you say? Um, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I lost connection with a lot of people, but ultimately, I don't think the connection I had with them to begin with was based on something, like, lasting anyway. Mm. I think it was just, like... We're here together. Together, and and this is what brought us here. mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had different... All of the people had different experiences. You know, a lot of them were upper middle class, Mm -hmm. if not had really nice houses, and, Mm -hmm. like, some of the nicest houses I've ever been to. Right. They had money to do all these things, and I didn't have that. You know, a lot of times it was their parents paying for me, and, like... Same. Yeah, definitely. And so Mm -hmm. I just... I, kind of experiencing their life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. All, a lot of the opportunities I've had in my life have been because of other people, mm-hmm. especially like more Christian people. Um, and I'm very grateful and thankful for those experiences. Yeah. And I'm, 
you know, it's not anyone's fault um, other than just my my own experiences bringing me to that the same way those experiences brought them, their experiences brought them to where mm-hmm, they're at. You mm-hmm. know? I'm still like a spiritual person. I don't like necessarily pray or manifest or like talk to anyone like that but Mm -hmm. you know I believe in like an energy of the earth and how everything's connected you know the moon and the tides and the oceans and animals and all of that I still think that there is something you know um to be said there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but um I just I feel like this song no, no I've, I've been grateful that no one's ever forced me into religion like there's a lot of parents who are like you have to do this you, you or they, their parents struggle with their child's inability to connect with right especially Christianity mm-hmm. or um other I mean there's other religions too and I I'm really thankful my parents never pressured me because it probably would have been a lot harder to, oh yeah to, to disconnect to, myself mm-hmm. from that and, and find yourself in your own opinions surrounding that yeah and so I think yeah. this song really like helped me um, you know, break through that. Come to terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. be like, it's okay. Like, you know, there's other people that also yeah. went through this. Yeah. Or yeah. want that. They want that connection. Like, it would be great if I had, right? you know, that awesome connection mm-hmm. with that spiritual thing. Because that's what I think is great about religion, you know, is like, it's a guide for your life, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, you don't need to subscribe to one group, I think, to have that. And I think that's where religion has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. the harm that I these agree. essentially cults have committed mm-hmm. on masses of people. And that's, you know, part of why I don't resonate with it. But I think it's also just I can't see past the science. Like, I don't mm. see physical, tangible, scientific proof the way that I do other things. Yeah. You know, evolution, stuff like that. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As far as other songs go, yes. probably a Japanese house song, which they are on the same label as 1975, and they've okay. done a lot of music together. Similar like, vibes. They've produced a lot of uh-huh. her, um, Amber Bain, I believe her name is, music. The one artist that, like, no matter what I'm experiencing or feeling, I can just put on and, like, breathe. Uh-huh. Like, they just uh-huh. get me through anything. So very calming and grounding for you. Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know which song I would choose. Cool Blue's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, this is just such a good song. A lot of voice effects. Um, Already. I'm like, this is great. Just hang out in the backyard. Yes, yes, with the breeze. Yeah, she's from England. So it's mostly um, instrumental? Uh, There are vocals. Oh, oh, okay. Got you, got you. Mm. And she's queer, so it's like, it's nice to hear lyrics that aren't just like very um, cis. Exactly. Did this song come out a while ago? 2015. 2015. So Mm -hmm. I think... I heard of them because of the 1975 back 2015. Yeah. I got into 1975, like 2013. Yeah. Um, and went to their concert and I saw Japanese House, which I'd already started listening to, but that was like the first time I saw them. And yeah. I ended up like, this happens to me occasionally. If I get really overheated, I'll like pass out. And Oof. unfortunately it happened like in the middle of the show. Oh my God. Thankfully, I, like at that point it had happened so many times. To me, that I like knew what, what to, to do. do. Exactly, like, right? Take a mission, stand back up. Uh huh. 
and eventually like went to the outsides to see the 1975. But mm-hmm. that was magical because they played the uh, "If I Believe You" the song. Yeah, and it was just. I was like, that's my religion. Right, like, right. <laughs> this right now. Yeah. Oh. So good. But I love the Japanese house. My mom, I got her into them, and it's so oh. funny. Like, she'll be like sending me something, and she's like listening to the song. I'm like, I'm listening to that song right now. Like, Wait, what? It, it's like a weird oh. synchronicity, and like, wow. Yeah. So very meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. I love her stuff. Oh. I can't believe. I don't. I feel like this can't be totally. Right. Uh, sometimes I see those. And I'm like. Wait, how is it collecting that? Because there will be like a week where I do listen to this one song mm-hmm. on repeat and then never again for the entire year, but it's still there. I'm no, like, that's okay, exactly, sure, wait, what? That's exactly what's happening mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. I had someone ask me this job once, or this song once at a job interview, and they were like, what um, what song would you say describes you? And oh. It was, uh, this was like 20, 2011. <laughs> and... Miley Cyrus had just put out like that can't be tamed album. Oh wait, yes, yes. <laughs> and there was a song on there called Liberty Walk, Ooh. and it was just about like I can't remember the lyrics, but yeah, just very uh, empowering. Empowering, exactly. And... Are they still making music? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. They just put out an album recently. It was alright. <laughs> Manchester Orchestra, honestly, probably one of their <gasps> songs. Let's see. I I need to listen to them more. I only literally know probably like two of their songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And but they're also very versatile. Oh, they have so. Much. Yeah, and I think like I didn't realize because I was kind of I can't remember. I think remember when iTunes used to have like free song of the week. Yeah. I think one of them was theirs. Oh, I believe it. And yeah. it was like the song was like. I've got friends in all the right places and no one Yeah, well, yes, yes, yes. yes. So that to me felt a little bit more kind of rocky, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they also have really sad emo acoustic oh, stuff. So much. Sadness. And then they have some kind of almost like almost kind of punk. Yeah. Stuff too. Yeah, totally. So they're so yeah. way versa- more versatile than I thought they were. Yeah, and they're from but, Georgia too, which is oh like, wow, that's so random. Yeah. yeah, no, I've loved them since Tumblr days, like right, exactly Tumblr, exactly back in the day. Oh, mm-hmm. they've been by my side. Every album like is like a phase, and yeah. Speaking of like their duality, they have um, in 2013 they put out this album Cope, which is definitely like more rocky, like. Mm-hmm. A little more the heavy. Ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. They put out the same album, but a, like acoustic version. Oh, I'm a sucker for the acoustic. Yeah. I like that. So like, let's see if you can tell the mm-hmm. difference. Like this is the same. Oh song. whoa. Way different vibes. Yeah. So two. The energy vibes. exactly. I love it. Um, if I'm ever like pissed off. I'll usually put them on. Oh, like, exactly, my, like, exactly. I need to get yeah. this out. Yeah. I'm feeling some type of way. Yeah, I'm definitely not into like hardcore like Adam is, mm-hmm. or like I feel like you you're into like some more hardcore. Yeah, music. more heavier stuff. Yeah, not too too much, but yeah, yeah I devil. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 there's a couple things, especially right. from like MySpace days, that I still like cling to. Right, um, but it's harder for me to get into that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but yeah, this song, I I gotta say. Maybe leave it alone, or maybe leaky breaks. This one is so good. He just says words sometimes, and you know, like like the way you just say those words, I can resonate. Yeah, like um, it's like, how did you say that? How did you come up with that? But they say it perfectly. 
That's why I like music, because like sometimes I feel like it's sometimes difficult to communicate feelings for just anyone in general, you know. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when you're processing stuff, like I just really need music, because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's how I can identify how I'm feeling through yeah. that. Exactly mm-hmm. that connection of words and sometimes mm-hmm. music, but for me, I'm very lyric based. Yes, yeah. very much so. Same, I exactly. Lyric the lyrics, music. exactly. That's what but, I like. Look at. One artist that I feel like conveys vibes via music is john mayer which i know is cliche no no i oh i still listen i still bump john mayer yeah like real especially the live album the live like the the instrumental breakdowns exactly you can feel the energy and the vibes in the song it's like heartfelt exactly same with tosh sultana oh yes yes Yes, definitely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's just a vibe so talented exactly Especially the live versions, mm. some artists. I'm just like, I would rather just listen to your live stuff. Yeah. They did an MTV energy. Unplugged recently. Oh. I think it was in Australia. So they have like a couple unreleased songs on there. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. Well, great options or great choices there. Thank you. Yes, yes. Well, check them all out. Yes, definitely. Okay. The last question. Um, what is one regret you have and how do you handle regrets? I try not How to much you want to expose? Exactly, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. right? And, like, you know, I've learned so much from everything. And that's how I learn, really. It's like when I fuck up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's when I learn the most. Is knowing I don't ever want to feel the way that I felt when I did something yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I try really hard to avoid doing that. You know, I think... I'm grateful for where I am and I wouldn't really want to be anywhere else. But there's like definitely points in my life where... I either took things for granted or wasn't totally honest about how I felt, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Back to that, like, pushover type thing. So I would probably say just, like, not devoting enough time to myself, really. That's, like, probably one of my biggest regrets is, like, especially going to school and working for so long, like, seven years was a really long time, it felt like, and not having the time or the space to feel like I could give to myself, but I gave to everyone else around me mm-hmm. all the time, like whatever they needed or was happy to help. Um, and I'm, I, mean, I don't regret helping anyone, but I think personally I would be able to overcome some struggles that I currently face, especially regarding creativity. If I had focused and nurtured and given myself more yeah. through my youth mm-hmm. like my early or later youth like uh my early 20s you know and there's multiple sources that I feel like I poured into other than myself so it wasn't just one particular thing or person or yeah people or project or anything but um I think in every situation I could think of there was probably always could have been more space for mm-hmm. myself and my own growth and I still struggle with that today, and like I, um, it's not easy, and I'm, that's where the regret comes in, I guess, is like knowing I don't want to feel that mm. way, or like look back and be like, wow, because you know I'm almost twenty eight, and yeah, it's not old at all by any means, but um, I, I'm finding myself to be older than a lot of the people I'm around, and so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I look back and. I'm just like, I wonder where I'd be if I would have done that more. Like, you know, mm. could I have been further along? Yeah. In, in terms of my creative path, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with where I'm at in my my daily life. Like, I love my partner, Adam, and I love my mm-hmm. friends and 
you know, I love, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't mind my job in mm-hmm. terms of how, as much as you can care about a job. Right. Um, I'm happy to work who I work with, who I work for and stuff. But, you know, if I would have nurtured some things for myself in my early adulthood, what kind of practices would I have now? And like, mm-hmm. what kind of um, energy could I be using in a different way, I guess, mm-hmm. rather than like always trying to help other people or fi- solve other people's problems yeah you know yeah definitely so I would definitely say yeah like just not having boundaries which I'm learning and I'm growing and I am definitely working on them after especially after last year I worked with someone who helped me understand uh, the importance of that and like regarding your nervous system and mm-hmm. how to like mm-hmm. settle that because that's ultimately what drives m- those lack of boundaries is which is the, so crazy yeah it's like how it's my like, body feels I didn't even feels. think that that was a thing yeah no exactly. it's like a whole it controls every part of you yeah yeah there's ways you can you know calm your nervous system mm-hmm. and it's like calm mm-hmm. your nerves yeah everyone knows that like calm down don't stress out like that's something but it's like a physical but no, literally, exactly yeah. yeah yeah so you know just trying to breathe and remind myself like I need to put myself first because if I can't do that then at the end of the day, no one's going to get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Like, Because I got to a point where I was extremely burnt out and I didn't really see how I could move forward. Um, yeah. But I, I, I needed, you know, to learn to cope with those things. And I didn't really have another choice. So it's like, how can I lessen these burdens without, um, you know, losing my income or, yeah. you know, doing these things? Like, what can I do to really make... The situation I'm in better um, and not overwork myself and not give too much of myself away so that I have nothing left at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so. definitely, definitely. And, and you definitely kind of talked about it, but how, is there a certain instance of regret that you can think of and like how did you like handle it or how do you handle regret? What would you say? Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just with like Something I've been feeling more lately is, like, with school, I mm-hmm. feel like I didn't let myself really learn as much as I could or explore when I had the opportunity because I just felt like I needed to get things done mm. and turn them in so totally. I could pass and get mm-hmm. over with and get my degree and get out of there. <laughs> right, yeah. And I feel like I regret not doing more and there's always that side of like oh well you you're dealing with this and so it's mm-hmm. okay and like mm-hmm. you know um it's and I do give myself ease like you know I I understand why I had to do what I had to do during those times yeah. um to survive ultimately you know you're mm-hmm. just getting going through it but I think I explicitly regret just not not taking the time to breathe and sit there mm-hmm. and do the work and explore and create um, I procrastinated a lot because of anxiety mm-hmm. and that looking back and being like, wow, I just spent four years at PSU and seven years total, like doing this and I don't have what I wanted out of it. You yeah. know, I didn't get, and there's a lot of reasons COVID had a big impact and, mm-hmm. um, the situations I was dealing with externally, I had a lot of family stuff going on mm-hmm. and I just straight up didn't give what I know that I could have like Mm. I guess um a great example would be there's a sophomore portfolio that you have to do to Mm. get into the upper division Mm -hmm. courses and it's a big deal you spend the first two years like 
stressing over it the last year, you know, getting it together, compiling images and editing things and creating captions and bios and, you know, creating the whole physical layout of the whole book and printing it, which is, it's an entire process. Yeah. um, You know, we have these deadlines that have to be met. And if you don't turn it in, you fail and you have to take the sophomore year again, or you have to take the portfolio again, which is a year later. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you either have to take time off or try and get other classes done. Right. But there's a lot of pressure. You know, you spend a That's lot of a, Yeah, that is. Yeah, a lot of time, too. People don't have a year to no, retry. No, Some Some people do, because some people don't pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cut it really short. I spent the last three days on someone's Adderall-type mm-hmm. medication. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Adderall, but it was something like that. And literally did not sleep for 72 hours. Stayed up straight, <sighs> oh working nonstop. And Just going got it all finalized mm-hmm. I, and I was mm-hmm. printing it myself at home because I had the ability to do so but I had never printed a 40 page double-sided right. 11 by 13 size book exactly and it was taking hours to print and I had to be there at like 5 p.m. And oh my god it was not even like halfway done and I was like there's no I had oh my god maybe 35 minutes to get there and it yeah. was like a Oh. 10 minute uber drive and i was oh, just shit. like texting my uh, professor who's yeah. in charge of the program and i was just like i don't know if i'm gonna make it like i it's not done printing yeah. i don't know what to do and she's I'd like, like bring in out. what you have she's like just bring what you have and thankfully mm. i had made like a digital version like on uh, like an interactive digital yeah. version i take a lift there and i'm like crying in the lift literally the whole time. exactly freaking out and i've got this box and oh. I just, like, run in there. I've got five minutes left, and I'm just crying. And they're like, don't cry. It's okay. Oh, they're all giving me hugs and, like, trying yeah. to give me candy and right. like, make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, like, you know, I had um, bound it myself. I made, like, a cloth cover and, like, wow. did the whole thing. Like, it looked beautiful. Exactly. It just wasn't fully printed. Fully done, yeah. And I just, like, shoved everything in there. I had everything. You know, I met the requirements otherwise. Um, you know, I had five, the number of projects I needed, mm-hmm. I had all of that done, um, and I had the digital version, and so, you know, you have to wait, like, two weeks before you get the answer, because I have to go through everyone's, and I get the email <sighs> that it's, like, you pass, I had, like, the minimum passing score, <gasps> but I passed, right, right. I think, honestly, Ooh. it was because I communicated, yeah. the, like, I had so much, my dad was going through something, and during that time, when I was helping him, I was communicating with the dean, Mm. of the school mm-hmm. and the program and talking to my professors and I was like I need extensions I need all these things yeah and you know they were able to look back and be like okay she did what she could she communicated she stayed in touch yeah you know where a lot of people are just like n- maybe hadn't talked to their professors the whole time and if, and if they're like oh I'm, I'm late I'm not doing this you're not gonna pass, exactly because you know? it's like well, you had all this time why yeah, didn't you say anything exactly mm-hmm. and so I was just honest with everyone about what I was experiencing and I think, you know, that was definitely part of the reason I passed. And I think they could see that I, I knew what I was doing. I had applied what I had learned. Yeah. I was not the best designer out there. You know, <laughs> you know, I was barely in the program, so it's they don't expect the greatest. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely listened. I had always gotten A's in my classes, and my professors were usually... Like, I always did more work than necessary a lot yeah. of times. Um, and really, I feel like I tried to go above and beyond to get the assignment done but at the end of the day it was like the position of being where like I knew how to do it so I just did it rather than like 
growing what I didn't know. Like, I could totally. have broken the, the walls down a yeah, little yeah. more and, like, gone outside of the lines and pushed myself further. And that that's where a lot of the regret comes in. Yeah. It's, like, I didn't push myself to do more than I knew I could already do. But I would procrastinate. Yeah, And I wouldn't same. be able to end up printing yeah. my book on time because I had all these big ideas. And while I was dealing with what I was dealing with my dad, I also mm-hmm. just you know, wasn't able to do what I had set out to be. Yeah. And that's what I don't want to do with what I'm doing now. Like my right. brand and my creative Full circle. Stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't want to just put it all out there and like do it to what I know just how to because, do. Just because, exactly. Yeah, I want mm-hmm. to do it. I want to do better than what I know how to do. I want to learn more. I want to create and be sustainable and have a plan rather than just feel like I need to go, go, go. Because that's how school felt. Was I was like, okay, next is yeah, on, next time. exactly. Got to get it done. Got to do it. Yeah. And I would say it for hours. Literally, like... I would try and relax during the day and then make like, okay time to work and I'd be up to like four or five, six AM, like not going to sleep. Right. You know? And that's not sustainable. No, it's not healthy. Not at all. You're not creating your best work. No. And, you know, I, I that's what's so frustrating is like I know that it's in me and just like haven't given myself the space or the time to yeah. like let it out. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I guess that's where that regret definitely comes in. Yeah. And I wish I would have just focused more on nurturing but there's time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's time, and here we are. And you're self-aware to that now. Right, yeah. So. I'm able to work through it, and um, just trying to balance this job that I have now that is on call all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that my partner is going to be helping, I really feel confident in that we're going to both have the space to grow our yeah. own creative. Which is really process. exciting. Yeah. It's like a whole new chapter. I know. Yay. Yeah. We moved next weekend, this weekend. So. Crazy. Yeah. Exciting, exciting. Super exciting. Well, thanks for sitting down and chatting. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to share or plug or... Mm but this yeah. was super magical and yes. exciting and I'm glad mm-hmm. you get to learn a little bit more about me yes. and I learned a little bit more about you with your podcast I yes. can't wait to learn more oh, yes. and get to know each other more mm-hmm. so. and thank you for being my friend yes thank you yes, yes. alright well bye friends goodbye we're bye, waving bye. Yeah, exactly see, you can't see but we are <laughs>